The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show. Today, you'll hear the truth in wealth building from the team at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. The truth in wealth building knowledge is brought to you every week on the Financial Focus Radio Network. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we're partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Summer is almost, summer is like, you know, it took forever to get here, and now it's like, feels like it's almost over they're you know talking about college football and the nfl and you know i'm getting all those notices from summit high school about kids going back to school and i feel like summer just started and it makes me quite sad it's sad because this happens every year yeah and then <laughs> and know, then august is no longer the month to look forward to in central oregon as it's inundated with the smoke yeah i was just going to mention like we've had a little inhospitable small temperatures of, of smoke but i know that probably we're you know as the fires and the just the west generally uh get sparked by these lightning storms um you know the lightning storms on the high desert are really cool to watch but man you know that they just mean they just mean for crappy air quality and you know knock on wood last year at this time we had had it, it was worse in past years so maybe we can skate through this year with sort of what i think of as normal fire season like you had when you were a kid when, it wasn't, see. when it wasn't so bad uh, this comes from the Federal Reserve. Um, this is as of 331, so it's a little bit dated. U.S. single-family homes were worth $39 trillion. So the, all the houses in U.S. single-family homes in the U.S. were worth $39 trillion on March 31st. Outstanding mortgages totaled $11.2 trillion, resulting in $27.8 trillion of home equity, which was an all-time record. Uh, the, the $39 trillion number has probably come down, right, because we've seen home prices decline a little bit. Um, but it, it it is very interesting um, to see. I would have thought the outstanding mortgage number was higher, but <clears throat> when you factor in there, there are lots of thankful, thankfully, baby boomers and older that own their houses outright um, that uh, had done the right thing, which is pay them off. But Josh's generation is uh, probably reversing that trend, unfortunately, because <laughs> they are very comfortable with debt. Because who, why would you pay off your house when your house is ever appreciating at double digit rates right well i think the moving calculation definitely changes and we've been talking obviously through the years a lot about that illusory liquidity provided by low rates and uh maybe a dynamic shift in store for the next few years uh and this data comes from facts that this is interesting because you know politically in this country uh both sides of the aisle want to point to the other side uh for being responsible for the inflation problem and i would say they are both equally responsible uh, for the inflation problem we're seeing in the United States uh, uh, right now, because if you look at after the coronavirus, the response by both the Republicans and the Democrats uh, was was awful as it relates to inflation. And we have two governors, the governor of California, who's a Democrat, uh, sending free money out to his constituents and the governor of Florida, who's a Republican, sending free money out to their constituents to try to combat inflation when, in fact, that is adding to the inflationary problem. But Lest you think inflation is just a U.S. problem, it is global in nature. Uh, as of uh, June 16, 2022, central banks in 45 nations globally have raised interest rates in an effort to bring down the spending demand of consumers in their respective countries. The Fed, the Fed obviously raised rates by the most, which is why the dollar has rallied uh, the most against other countries. You look, though, in Europe, and boy, oh boy, if we think we have problems... <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, Europe has a lot of problems heading into the fall and winter, uh, not only with the food situation they have in Europe, but also with the natural gas and just general heating uh, problems they have in Europe. That That is going to be an unpleasant, unpleasant place to be. Uh, but the euro and the dollar have essentially reached parity. So if you were wanting to go to Europe, now is certainly a good time to do it. If you look at uh, what it will cost you 
now as opposed to what it would have cost you a year ago to travel around in Europe. It is a lot cheaper just because the dollar has reached parity with the, the euro. Yeah, I mean, the only question at this point is how much underwater does it go? I mean, the market's obviously anticipating that differential, the currency forex market, and uh, <laughs> the question over the winter is the magnitude of the pain at this point, and uh, the ball all, you know, the outcome lies in in uh, one court, and that's with Mr. Mr. Putin. Yeah, the eurozone experiment. I don't. I don't. It's not going so hot. But. Well, the the non QE. You know that there's so much political instability there, and fragmentation. It's, uh, you know, again, if we think we if we're in trouble, just imagine trying to keep that place together. It's just completely incoherent. What a what a mess. But it's a sign of coming attraction. So. All right, we get this question more and more uh, lately, and you see it all over the place, doing a Roth conversion in a bear market. So first, Josh, describe what a Roth conversion is, and then we can talk about whether it makes sense to do in a bear market. A Roth conversion, remember, in traditional IRA funds are pre-tax, so you're paying taxes on them. Uh, you know, you're paying ordinary income tax on any distributions you take, uh, provided you're 59 and a half, and if you're not, you've got an additional penalty. But uh, Roth contributions are post-tax, uh, and so, again, you know, as you take distributions from a Roth, uh, not only are you not required to take them out uh, like you are having that required minimum distribution from a traditional IRA, but they grow tax-free uh, while it's in the account in the Roth, and then the distributions come out tax-free. So it's basically the le best legislative invention uh, on the retirement side ever. Um, well, just, there's, just the important thing to know, though, is our rules. You know, not everybody, I can't, Josh can't contribute Yeah, I mean, there's, of course, the lin income limitations, you know, the increasingly a way around it in the form of the Roth 401k, which is... Uh, offered by a lot of employers now. But uh, again, a conversion is when you're actually taking funds from that pre-tax traditional IRA and moving it into a post-tax uh, into the Roth IRA, you have to pay ordinary income uh, on the amount of the conversion, and that's on top of your existing ordinary income. So, you know, you just have a marginal liability there. Uh, if you do it within the accounts, so pre-tax to post-tax account, you're going to do with actual withholding. Uh, and so what results in the post-tax account is going to have that significant haircut. We always recommend clients to actually pay the taxes uh, from an external account and in the form of their savings account or if they have a trust or a but tax So ultimately account. the question is, does it make sense with stocks – when stocks are down 20 percent, does it make sense to convert some of your traditional IRA money to a Roth IRA? Uh, this is when you should do it, uh, much like a spring that's compressed and then released, the idea behind the conversion to move shares to the Roth. It, you'd want to do it while the spring's compressed, while stocks are low, to reduce your tax liability. And then ultimately, you know, it may not feel like it, but in, uh, after a bear market, stocks will recover and you'll end up with more money. You know, again, I have that caveat. We always want our clients to do it with external funds so more and more money can compound within the account. Meaning pay the taxes with yeah, external funds. Rather than withholding it uh, within the actual conversion itself. The other thing that I'd note is because of all of the, the way that the IRS uh, is making it less attractive uh, to inherit traditional IRAs uh, for clients that aren't spending their own money and you know their goal has essentially shifted to maximizing the bequest to their heirs, now it oh, more than ever necessitates uh, trying to just do a conversion because it's going to be a much greater gift than forcing them to take out a traditional uh, beneficiary IRA over a 10-year window. Yeah, inheriting a Roth is infinitely better than uh, inheriting a traditional IRA. So, so the point is, if you have this is an thing, important thing to know. If you have $100,000 of ordinary income from your job, and let's say you're going to convert another $100,000 from your traditional IRA to a Roth, that year you'll have $200,000 of income. Just understand the tax implications of your brackets at $200,000. If you have to take the money from the traditional to pay the taxes to convert to the Roth, we don't recommend doing it. If you have the cash elsewhere to do it with, meaning you have you know tax after-tax money to pay the taxes, because it could be $25,000 on just the conversion, then we think it's a good idea um, you know, because obviously when you get to retirement, tax-free money or b passing money to beneficiaries on a tax-free basis is huge uh, and can make a big, big difference. You know, you have a million-dollar Roth IRA versus a million-dollar traditional IRA. Huge difference in actual after-tax income to you uh, on the Roth versus the traditional. 
Uh, and it's another way for people like me, or if you have your, your income's too high, to get money into a Roth. All right, if you want to be part of the program, give us a call, 877-670-7117. Or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, click on the Contact Us. When we come back, we're going to talk about health savings accounts, what they are, and how you should be using them. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with the Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Sun River Music Festival returns home to the iconic Great Hall at Sun River Resort on August 15th as a brand new Clyburn medalist joins artistic director and conductor Brett Mitchell and the festival orchestra for a stunningly beautiful piano-centric concert. The following night, come for a groundbreaking solo performance from one of the best young pianists in the world. Sun River Music Festival's concert series runs August 10th through 21st with concerts in Bend and Sun River. For more information and tickets, go to sunrivermusic.org. Widgie Creek Golf Club. Putting. Hole number 10. So that's how you waste a great drive. Just 80 yards out and you put your second shot up on this top tier. A little softer and you may have rolled back into the valley where the pin is. And now you have a 40-footer with a massive right-to-left break in it. Oh well, spilled milk. Let's go get it. Pretty good line. For a better time, it's Widgie Creek Golf Club. Because when you have a tee time, almost nothing else matters. Right now, Widgie Creek is in top shape. The weather is great. The greens are perfect. And you can play afternoon golf for just $75. Or maybe you can temper your excitement and hold out for twilight golf after 3 o'clock for just $55. It's not too late to take advantage of the Widgie Pass to get discounted green fees all season long. And to get that USGA handicap, your buddies are always asking you about. Tea times are available by phone or online at Widgie.com. Widgie Creek Golf Club. Today I'll get a workout in at the fitness center. Tomorrow, maybe some rafting on the Deschutes River. Or I could go for a swim and spend the afternoon by the pool. It's pretty easy to fill your calendar when you live the life you love at Stonebriar. Walk the nature trails at Pilot Butte or maybe give Tracy a call. We can go shopping in Bend on Saturday. Sunday, read a book on the deck. And after an active day outside, you come home to gorgeous resort-style one, two, or three-bedroom apartments with cook's kitchens, spacious bath, full-size washer and dryers, computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and... My fur babies. Pets allowed. Stonebriar is currently accepting applications. Their beautiful landscape grounds feature two clubhouses and are on Highway 20 near 27th and Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Stonebriar, professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Stonebriar Apartments. The best of resort living. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. To help give our kids brighter futures, learn more at stjo.org today. Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by downloading the Financial Focus app. Welcome back. If you'd like to take either one of us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about your financial plan, your portfolio, your state plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game to get one of those scheduled. If you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office. Uh, the number here is 800-743-0988. 
or you can send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Little box will pop up, and you can just send us an email. Okay, this uh, Josh shared this with me. I wasn't aware of this, and this is important information, especially for those of you uh, that have inherited an IRA since the CARES Act. So, or sorry, the Secure Act. Uh, so, was it the CARES Act or the Secure Act? Well, I feel like they're the same thing. I think both it was in sec- 2019. I think it was secure. Yeah, the, the, but the, the secure impacted this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So uh, when Trump uh, was president in 2019, he signed the Secure Act and the CARES Act. And as part of that, um, they changed how beneficiary IRAs were were to be distributed. So prior to the Secure Act, uh, let's say I inherited one of my parents' IRAs. I could stretch that IRA out over my lifetime, meaning I could – if they were in the required minimum distribution phase of their life – I, I still had to take distributions from the IRA, but I could stretch it those out over my lifetime. So there was a, a calculation done between the, their age, their date of death, and then my age, and then I had to take money out of their IRA. But I could take it out over the rest of my life, thereby making their IRA last a really long time and spreading the tax liability out. It was actually great, they were, and they were called stretch IRAs. Well, part of the CARES and the SECURE Act was now that had to be changed to 10 years. So you had to take the money out over 10 years, but... It was interpreted by everybody in our industry, CPAs, uh, all these professionals, and the guidance that the IRS gave was that you didn't have to take it out in any single year. You just had to make sure that the IRA was exhausted at the end of the 10th year, meaning you could just leave it all in there and take all of the money out in the 10th year, and you satisfied the required minimum distributions uh, rules of the SECURE Act. Well... Um, apparently that's not correct. Apparently, uh, it was read incorrectly, interpreted incorrectly, whatever, however you want to say it. And that one tenth had to be taken out of the IRA. And and when I'm talking about these IRAs, they're traditional IRAs. So money that went in pre-tax. So 401ks, traditional IRAs, those kind of things. Um, and so it's still being debated and, and we don't have any definitive idea about what the rule is, but you know, there's a lot of talk that, you know, if you didn't take one of your distributions that you were supposed to take, the penalty for not taking an RMD from an IRA is 50% of the RMD. So the penalty is really, really, really steep for not taking an RMD. So obviously we're following this very closely because we have clients that had in, that had inherited IRAs after 2019 um, that weren't taking uh, the one-tenth per year that the IRS is saying that they should have. Um, there's millions and millions of Americans that are in the same situation. Uh, and it wasn't just us. It was the industry in general, the financial services industry in general, that interpreted it the way we did, that the CPAs of the world interpreted it that way. So uh, expect uh, a lot more to come out on this, especially if you're in this case. So if you are somebody that has inherited an IRA uh, in the last two years, you need to pay very close attention uh, to this, to this, how the IRS is is inheriting, uh, interpreting this, because hopefully they don't go back and say all of you that didn't take any money out of your uh, beneficiary IRA now have to take take that and apply a two fifty percent penalties to that amount of money. It could be uh, stay tuned on this one. Quite costly. I, there's so much uncertainty. There's a lot of lobbying within trade organizations within the industry to try to get more clarity because that guidance has been contradictory. We will keep you updated. And my take, obviously, if the IRS said, we, we, I know we gave you this guidance, but we're changing our mind. Uh, I think the IRS is smart enough to know there would be a lot of lawsuits that they would probably have a hard time winning. But again, the IRS is a lot like the mafia. They get to do what, what they want, and there's not much we can say about it. Okay, let's talk about health savings accounts. What is a health savings account, and how should you be using them? Health savings account, HSA for short. Uh, in order to have a health savings account, you have to have a high deductible health insurance plan. Um, so, you, so most, if you think about most group plans, um, you know, you work for a big employer. Most of them don't have a high deductible health insurance plan, but more and more of them are going this way. So, in order to have an HSA, remember you have to have a high deductible health insurance plan. If you don't know if you have one or not, you can just ask your HR department. Do we have a high deductible health insurance plan? And if you do, you qualify for a health savings account, HSA. So health savings account, I like to think of them as uh, as like a Roth, but even better because they get triple, they get tax treatment, uh, favorable tax treatment in three ways. When you make a contribution to an HSA, you get the deduction, um, the money grows tax-free, and when you take it out, as long as you use it for health insurance purposes, including 
pr premiums, um, it comes out tax-free. So it's like a Roth, but you get the deduction on the front end, which makes it even better. So for somebody like me who can't contribute to a Roth, I max out my uh, HSA contribution every single year. Uh, I think this year it was 7200 because I'm a family. For an individual, it's 3600 um, and guess what? I invest my HSA the exact same way as all the rest of my retirement assets. Uh, and so if you have a access to a health savings account and you can afford to pay for your health insurance cost or health care costs out of pocket up until up to the deductible, which in my case is 13.5, you should not spend a penny of your HSA. You should put the money in your HSA if you can. This is the best way to use these things. Put the money, max it out, put as much as you can in there invest as if you were investing for retirement and leave it in there and pay all of your health care costs up until your deductible out of pocket. If you can afford to do that, HSAs are a great tool because if you think about it, the money you're going to get the tax deduction on the front end, the money grows tax-free uh, the whole time you're investing it. And then when you need it, post 65, to pay, as long as you use it for health care costs, which you believe me, you'll have plenty of those, uh, once you're over 65, it comes out tax-free. So the way that I think of my HSA is I, I keep contributing to it, contributing to it. I have this giant pile of money, hopefully three, four $400,000 in this, my HSA when I, my wife and I turn 65 that we can use to pay for our health care costs. So, you know, we can use it to pay for our, our uh, supplemental Medicare premiums. We can, you know, uh, prescriptions, whatever it might be. As long as we use our HSA for that, it comes out tax-free. And so if you think about it, it's like me having this giant Roth IRA that I don't qualify for, but I do because I have an HSA to pay for all of my health care costs, um, which, you know, if you do the math on health care in retirement, you know, there's studies that show it's going to be three, four hundred thousand dollars. Uh, and so if you can pay that on a tax free basis, isn't that something you'd want to do? So, again. In order to have a health savings account, you have to have a high deductible health insurance plan. And if you don't know if you have one, you can, you know, you can find out by going on your health insurance company's website or ask your um, uh, HR department. Uh, as long as you have that, you qualify for an HSA. There's lots of good HSAs. I use a company called Lively. Um, they use TD Ameritrade as their investment arm. I use the same exchange-traded funds I use in the rest of my retirement assets. Um, and over time, you know, with my contributions and growth, I should accrue quite a bit of money. And as long as I use it for qualified healthcare expenses, which to the list of which, which is really long, which is qualified healthcare expenses, it comes out tax-free. So it's a great way um, to save for something that you know you're going to have. I guess unless we totally socialize medicine in the United States, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, they are a great, great tool. But you have to have a high, de high deductible health insurance plan. All right, if you want to take either one of us up on a free retirement review, call the office 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. Let us know you'd like a free retirement review. When we come back, we're going to talk about has Vanguard lost its way? Stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. to feel important you want to be part of something bigger something that matters and can help change things you want to feel like you belong we know we felt that way too 
And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. But our part-time service in the Army National Guard means we get to be more. When our communities are in need, we get the chance to stand up and do something about it. We get to serve in our own region and help the people we call neighbors. From the mountains of Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, and Utah. The deserts of Arizona and Nevada. The Pacific coasts of Washington, Oregon, and California. To the wilderness of Alaska and islands of Hawaii and Guam. We are here for our hometowns. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Oregon Army National Guard. Aired by the Oregon Association of Broadcasters and this station. Escape the August heat at Plamoya Casino, where we're giving away over $45,000 in hot summer winnings. Win your share of more than $14,000 in cash prizes on Restoration Saturday, August 27th. Win up to $750 at the Friday Rewards Drawings and up to $1,000 August 26th. You can win free play, cash, or gas cards on the Get Out of Town Saturday kiosk. Play Spirit Sunday's Hot Seats and take home up to $200. At Plamoya Casino, where winning comes naturally. The school year is just around the corner, and you'll find back-to-school savings this weekend at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch, we're just what the country needs. It's hard to believe that summer is already starting to wind down. The Coastal Back-to-School Sale is here to help make things a bit easier. With clothing and footwear they'll love and prices you'll appreciate. Save big on Wrangler jeans for the whole family. Wrangler Super Sale with buy two pair, get one free on all men's, women's, and youth Wrangler jeans. Discount taken off lower price jeans. It's the Coastal Back to School Sale going on now. See the sales flyer at CoastalCountry.com and on the flip app. Shop in-store or online with shipments to your door, in-store or curbside. Coastal Farm and Ranch, with just what the country needs. Serving Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. By using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, Parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you'd never have a chicken sandwich this good. New Chef's Chicken Sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel. Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're speaking another language, like magic. I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than Babbel. 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 Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. The mission is clear. Give transparent wealth-building advice every week. No sugarcoating, just down-to-earth real market happenings that you can use today. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back. Josh did one of those e-newsletters last week, so if you want to get added to that list, we, that's all we'll send you. It's, it comes out in the middle and the end of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital markets, specifically how it affects uh, our clients' money. And so if you want to get added to that list, Go to the website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and just say add me to your e-newsletter list, and we'll get you added to the list. Uh, This comes from the National Association of Realtors, which, by the way, is one of the most powerful lobbies in the U.S., which is funny to me. um, But it's obviously why the the 6% commission still persists, because they are such a powerful lobby. I think it's like National Association of Realtors, uh, the energy, uh, big tobacco, and probably alcohol, 
No. Oh, firearms too is a even, big one. Education's a big one now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, farm, and pharma. Yeah, yeah. Pharma's in the top three. Yeah. Anyways, this comes from the National Association of Realtors. When the pandemic started, supposedly in January of 2020, the median sales price of existing homes sold in the U.S. was 266000 In June of this year, the median sales price of an existing home sold in the U.S. reached a record of 416000 So what happened in that period? <laughs> Uh, so the home price going from 266 to 416 rates essentially went to zero. I mean, they were the lowest mortgage rates were the lowest they've ever been, uh, because of market manipulation by our central bank and $7 trillion tidal wave of money flooded the system. So when I think about those two things, I think, wow, why didn't house prices go up even more? Right? Well, it's that classic meme that I have hanging on my entry to my office which is a guy looking in the mirror pointing at himself and says uh it's not the bull market you really are a genius <laughs> there's a lot of people out there but haven't you been saying that since you were like 12 <laughs> that happened to be, <laughs> you happened to be on the housing ladder when the money supply got blown up by 42 percent in 15 months and uh you know that you extrapolate what additional uh interest expense and what the you know the higher mortgage obligations mean for housing prices and the implication is an 18 to 20 percent fall in house prices and housing is a long dated asset don't like forget this is that. not like a this we've seen this movie before like a, you know it, it takes a long time it takes months and months and months and months for uh, markets to adjust to that reality and you know you've obviously seen pretty significant near-term retracement in rates and Federal Reserve may well capitulate, uh, but and put us on the path again. But uh, are we going to have to hire you a bodyguard? That, your position is a very unpopular position in Central Oregon, Josh. I know we're going to have to hire just, you a bodyguard. It's all silly, right? I, I mean, why wage growth? Don't speak the truth. Wage growth man. is negative on a real basis. Like people have to be able to buy a house that earn money. Yeah. Don't hey. let the truth get in the way of a good story, Mr. Finelli. I know. Man, I know. I'm going to have to hire you, bodyguard. Okay, I always want to bring this up because people love to try to time markets no matter what the market is. But this comes from uh, Putnam Mutual Funds. Uh, from 1231 of 2006 to 1231 of 21, which is a 15-year period by my math, even though I went to a state school, if you're fully invested in the S&P 500, you got a 10.66% annualized total return. If you miss just 10 days, the best 10 trading days in that 15-year period, your return goes to 5.05%. So it gets cut in half. If you miss just 20 of the best days in that period, 1.59%. And if you miss just the 30 best trading days in a 15-year period, your return goes from 10.66% annualized per year to minus 1.18% per year. So it's time in the market, not trying to time the market is the key to success in the capital markets. The funny thing about uh, investing, it's so unlike most of our lives. If you think about school or sports or, mo or work or anything that we do on, on a daily basis, effort matters, right? Trying really hard and working really hard generally results in good, good outcomes, right? If we think about school, if I think about my kids and sports or any of those things, working hard, max effort uh, usually results in good uh, outcomes in investing guess what it's the opposite it's literally buying indexes low low cost high quality indexes and then doing nothing and letting them letting your money compound the only thing you need to do is keep adding to that is the key to success in investing the problem is people think when we get bear markets that you need to do something uh, and that's when big problems arise okay so there was a great article in Morningstar written by a guy named uh, – is it John Rickenthaler? Yeah. I think John Rickenthaler, who, who writes the Rickenthaler Report. He, it's, it's entitled, Has Vanguard Lost Its Way? And so what, what we thought we'd talk about – so I first need to say that uh, the guy that started Vanguard, Jack Bogle, John Bogle, whatever, how you want to call uh, – you know, I think he went by Jack, but it's John Bogle. Uh, he has done more for the individual investor than anybody else – on the planet by a huge margin. That's not even close. So we uh, think that Vanguard from its inception until relatively recently uh, was one of the most important 
uh, positive impacts on the retail investor in the history of retail investing. Nothing has been better than Vanguard and, and Jack Bogle, who started it. Uh, but uh, as we know, he died a few years ago, unfortunately. I mean, he was an old guy and lived a really long time, and that's a good thing. But as we know, uh, when great companies that lose their founder, they often change and not always in good ways. And so, you know, we've seen that uh, recently, even, even here locally with La Schwab. But, uh, you know, so there's great businesses that the founder dies and the culture changes uh, pretty quickly. Yeah. And, and that has certainly happened, uh, we feel like, at Vanguard. And if you are a client of Vanguard, you know this to be true when you just try to call them. And the, the, the answers you get or how long you, you have to wait or the customer service in general has changed dramatically. That's just part of it. Uh, the more important thing is where they're steering uh, sort of the investment strategy. Yeah, I mean, we've picked up a surprising amount of clients from Vanguard over the last year and a half or so just because of that deterioration in customer service. And uh, But the you know the worrying issue, and I think a lot of people that have followed the space is, you know, Vanguard has strayed into private equity now. You know, they're steering uh, within their asset allocation models people to the actively managed side versus the indexing side uh, in their personal advisor services sleeve. And so, you know, they're really straying away from uh, the low-cost, tax-efficient index investing story uh, that built the firm into what it was, and uh, whether or not that's because they're trying to adapt with the times, or because they, you know, as their competitors mimicked them, and on the publicly traded side have a significantly larger pool of capital to uh, invest in the client and user experience. Um, you know, it sort of necessitates that vanguards and sort of raises revenue to try to replicate these other competitors and uh, gets them away from, you know, the competitive advantage that they had, which was doing the right thing. Yeah. So I think what the, the latter, what Josh just described, which is, you know, so Vanguard, to, to, to understand Vanguard, they're non they're nonprofit company. So they're mutually held company, meaning if you own shares of Vanguard, you are a part owner of the fund. And so, you know, they're, they're, and that was their competitive advantage for a long, long time is that, you know, they, they didn't have big portfolio manager salaries. They're all indexes. So it was very low cost to manage it. So they could run their business uh, without worrying about profit, thereby keeping costs low. And that was ultimately their competitive advantage. Well, as Josh mentioned, their competitors have caught on to that, but they also have other parts of their business um, where they they drive lots and lots of revenue like Fidelity or, or uh, BlackRock. Uh, and so they can invest way more money than Vanguard has into technology. And so tech, if you look at the growth of Vanguard over the last decade, they've become ginormous. Their client base is huge. Just the sheer number of people, not forgetting just the assets, the sheer number of people that call Vanguard, uh, you know, that are clients of Vanguard. And so they haven't been able to invest in technology and customer service to keep up with that enormous growth. And so uh, you know, because of that, they're like Josh said, their management has tried to do some things to increase revenue to to bust, you know, sort of so make they those can make parts yeah, of their business so they can make those investments be able in to compete. But you know, so they're now they now have actively managed mutual funds, like Josh said, high cost private equity. They want they have so called advisors that you can hire at Vanguard that you pay a half a percent or whatever the fee is. But you know, they're they're twenty five year old kids, and I you know, quite frankly, I, I didn't. I, I, I thought I knew a lot of 25, but I was I shouldn't have been managing anybody else's money. And so um, we feel like, you know, since Jack Bogle has, has died, Vanguard is unfortunately slowly. We still think it's a great firm. We still use some of their products, but um, be very, very careful. They're, they're not going in the right direction. All right. If you want to be part of the show, call us 877-670-7117, or you can send us an email by going to our website. NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com. When we come back, we'll have one last segment of your email, so stick around for that. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with the Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 
A new report from the German Ministry of Health says that one in 5,000 injections of the COVID vaccine resulted in a severe reaction. And understand that here in America, we've seen 600 million injections given. If it's a one in 5,000 severe reaction, that's pretty disturbing. Listen to the Lars Larson Show. Weekdays at noon, only on FM 100.1 and News Talk 1110 KVND. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The Parkinson's Foundation knows that the disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. If you or someone you know is living with Parkinson's, a neurological disease that affects movement, we understand that it can be difficult to know where to find help. If you have questions, the Parkinson's Foundation has answers. Answers for everyone in the fight. We can help you understand the disease. Help you find expert care and local support. Give you tips for living a better life. And share the latest research. Find your answers and join us in the fight against Parkinson's. To learn more, please go to Parkinson.org. Or call 1-800-473-4636. That's 1-800-473-4636. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better, Better lives together. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. <laughs> Stepping into cold water is the worst. Jump into your morning shower and have hot water to start your day. Relax and rise and be on your way. Need to upgrade your water heater? Severson Plumbing has you covered. Voted best plumber in Central Oregon. Find us at SeversonPlumbers.com. If it leaks, clogs, drips, or bursts, call Severson Plumbing first. What if I told you there was a way to step into another gear for your brain and be much sharper, more focused, and improve your memory to a level that you could only dream about and notice these results in 30 minutes? Hard to believe? Neuroscientists are calling this new brain discovery the biggest advancement in brain science to date. It's called Limitless, the brain pill of the future. Take it, and within 30 minutes, you'll transport your mind to a new level of focus and clarity you would have never thought possible. I took Limitless, and it started working in minutes. All of a sudden, it felt like a dark cloud had been lifted up right before my eyes. I have a mental clarity I've never felt before. Biz execs, athletes, teachers, and students are calling Limitless a secret weapon for the brain. You have nothing to lose, so call now and find out how to get a free bottle today. To find out how to get a free bottle of Limitless, call 800-680-9416. That's 800-680-9416. Free bottles for a limited time. Call now, 800-680-9416, 800-680-9416. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Oregon Army National Guard. Aired by the Oregon Association of Broadcasters and this station. Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. If you want to get one of those uh, free retirement reviews scheduled, one of us will give you an hour of our time. So just if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, you can call the office to get it scheduled or go to our website and send us an email, northwestquadrantwalt.com. Just let us know you would like a free retirement view. Uh, so there are a lot of good financial uh, writers out there. Jason Zweig happens to be one of them. The other one we like is Morgan Housel. There's a bunch of other good ones too. Um, uh, what's her name? Liz Ann Saunders puts out some pretty good info on Twitter. But um, Jason Zweig uh, writes for the Wall Street Journal, uh, among other places. And he, he wrote some good information about what smart people do in bear markets. And one of them is to try to deal with your tax liability, especially in your taxable accounts. So essentially said, instead of wasting your time trying to read the market's tea leaves, 
take charge of risks you run, the taxes you incur, and in your, in your investing time horizon. But being a buy-and-hold investor doesn't obligate you to use a death grip. If some of your stocks or funds have performed abysmally in this downturn, you can sell them and reap significant benefits, especially in taxable accounts. Dumping your most dismal investments shouldn't enable you to book a loss. You typically can use this to offset capital gains taxes on your investments that you sell at a profit, either this year or in later years. So you can deduct up to $3,000 of those losses against each year you, you against ordinary income carrying for, uh, any losses in excess of $3,000 forward. So we do this every year. In the end of the year, we go into our taxable accounts and we try to do tax planning, meaning selling losers to offset winners. Uh, for some of you that have bought some of these stocks that um, you in the last year, you can sell them within a year and incur a short-term loss, which you can use against ordinary income, which has an even bigger tax benefit. Uh, so if it's a year or longer, you just can use the loss against capital gains, long-term capital gains. If it's less than a year capital loss, you can use it against ordinary income, which is even more impactful. Okay, let's tackle some email questions. We got an email from a Dan here in Central Oregon. Dan says, my wife and I are about five years away from retirement. We want to start shifting some of our portfolio to bonds. To get our bond exposure, should we be buying mutual funds and ETFs or individual bonds? Josh? Uh, we use exchange-traded funds to get bond exposure. Um, you know, we, we the data relative active to passive uh, performance is, uh, you know, or underperformance rather, I should say, is consistent across the fixed income landscape same as it is the equity landscape meaning uh you know bond managers particularly in a very low interest rate environment intuitively this makes sense uh you know are not able to outperform their uh respective indices or benchmarks um and so you know we use exchange traded funds the reason being uh they're more tax efficient than uh, you know, of course, their 1940 Act mutual fund counterparts, um, depending on your specific. But all the ETFs we use track passive indexes. Yeah, yeah. But depending on your specific situation um, and your competency uh, and comfort really navigating platforms, individual bonds can be, especially if you plan to hold them to maturity, uh, can be uh, worthwhile to utilize. Um, you know, specifically, you think about being able to just go and buy a two-year treasury for 3%. If you feel confident in being able to do that uh, within whatever your platform online is, uh, it's not super difficult, um, and it can definitely be worth your while. Uh, and, you know, municipal bonds, same deal. Uh, but, again, uh, really depends on your situation, your level of comfort. Um, but we, for the most part, use exchange-traded funds to get our fixed income exposure. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the nature of our business and the, and the structure of our business. But, but Dan, I, I think Josh makes a good point. You know, for a long, long time, it just made sense for somebody in your situation to just go buy ETFs that track indexes because, you know, you didn't have the expertise. But now, right now, considering where we are in the rate environment with an inverted yield curve, like Josh mentioned, the two-year treasury right now yields 3.1%. Um, you know, well, if you factor inflation, that doesn't look like a good return. But, you know, if you want to go out and buy individual treasuries and, and you're on a platform like a Schwab or Fidelity, it's very easy to go buy the, the two-year treasury. The yield is relatively attractive compared to when you look at anything else out there. I mean, I, I, I just think the more important thing, Dan, is to stay really short in duration. The reason we keep bringing up the two-year is we wouldn't want you to go out any further in duration because it doesn't make sense right now. But uh, just stay really short. We like U.S. treasuries right now because where we are in the economic cycle. At some point, Dan, you might be able to take some credit risk in the bond market or duration risk. But, you know, right now, uh, there's not many ETFs, short duration ETFs that yield 3.1%. The two-year gives you that, and it's contractually obligated to pay you that, um, you know, backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. And if you're buying some of that uh, with taxable funds, remember, uh, treasuries are – the yield on a treasury is uh, you don't have to pay state taxes. So um, it's one of those times, Dan, if you feel confident enough – the, the short duration ETFs you're going to buy are not going to pay you 3.1%. The two-year treasury is, and if it's in ta with taxable money, it's state tax-free. Uh, we got an email from a Joe B. and Ben. Joe says, before I started listening to your radio show, I did a bad thing. I was talked into an annuity by my advisor who I thought was a fiduciary. Until recently, I thought I had one of the good annuities in quotes. But once I did the math, I found out I have a horrible one. It's an index based on the S&P, and how they pay is too complicated for this post. 
I, if I just put my money in the S&P, I would have 231000 but alas, I have a meager 150000 a seventy or one hundred fifty nine thousand, a seventy one thousand dollar difference. In other words, it cost me seventy one thousand in fees in the last four years plus. My question is, should I get out of this thing now and pay the current surrender and charge of six percent instead of waiting five years or more for it to mature? Uh, I, first of all, I'm sorry, Joe. You know, saying a good annuity is uh, you know an oxymoron. Most of them aren't any good. Um, you know, a six percent surrender charge is really brutal. Um, Oftentimes, Joe, they have a free out every year. You can take out 10% of the contract without paying a surrender penalty. At the very least, I would start doing that, taking out 10% until the surrender penalty is at a point where you can uh, justify taking the money out. So, uh, you know, the, the, he, Joe bought one of these things called an indexed annuity. They're regulated by insurance companies, which means they're the insurance regulators, which means they're not really regulated. They don't have to disclose all of the things that we have to disclose. Um, it sounds great that you're going to get... The performance of the S&P 500 with none of the downside, but as Joe found out, you don't get all of the performance of the S&P the way these contracts work. Uh, it's very much to protect the insurance company. They pay huge commissions, bigger than a variable annuity, to the broker that sells them, um, and uh, they those commissions come along with a contingent deferred sales charge, meaning if you were to leave, they get the commission back from your account, not the broker that sold it to you. So they are set up in such a way that they are very good for the insurance companies that issue them and the brokers that sell them, not you, the end client. And unfortunately, Joe B found the hard way. Joe, I would encourage you to take out at least the 10% free. The insurance company has to let you take out so you can take out 10% of the contract value per year without paying a surrender penalty. Anything above that, you'll have to pay the surrender penalty. And you're probably going to have to wait till it gets to 2 or 3%. All right, that's our show this week. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Remember... Buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show, Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit FinancialFocusRadio.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstance and, if necessary, seek professional advice.